and welcome to Inside Rugby League, the podcast brought to you by the Yorkshire Evening Post. My name is Richard Byram and joining me on the line again this week is my colleague Peter Smith. Peter, as regular listeners will know, is the Yorkshire Evening Post Chief Rugby League Writer and he also contributes match reports and other reports to our sister paper, the Yorkshire Post. This week's games see Leeds Rhinos play Catalan Dragons tomorrow and Wakefield entertain St Helens. And after a few issues with COVID, Peter, those games look set to go ahead at least. Yeah, well, hopefully. That seems to be... You never know at the moment. Well, no. um, Wakefield are struggling a little bit. Speaking to Chris Chester, their coach today, and he says they're down to 17 players. They've had a little bit of COVID in the camp. Someone was sent home today, which is Thursday, and they've had a positive test, but he's adamant that... um, They've nipped it in the bud and that they will fulfil the fixture. I think that's quite a source of pride to wait for. They've played more games than anyone else last year and they're determined, if at all possible, to fulfil every fixture this year. So so good on them. Yes. Um, got some players missing and they're playing the toughest possible opponents in St Helens. But um, yeah, I'm assured that that will go ahead. By the way, I'm I'm doing recording this alfresco at the moment outside. All right, there's I all see. Sorts of stuff going on. There's volleyball in the background and, and kids running around and, and dogs. <laughs> so if you hear any strange noises, that's, um, <laughs> that's why. Yes. Thanks, PT. Yeah, there's, there, there is the odd one coming through, but we'll do anything to get this podcast done. So I'm sure that <laughs> yeah. people will bear with us. It's a high-tech operation. It is indeed. It is. No expense spent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so Wakefield been in some good form uh, recently. Obviously, their last game went down to COVID, unfortunately. Um, that was more in the Salford camp, as you've, as you've just pointed out. Um, but I think tomorrow they should give a good account of themselves against Saints. Uh, even with the low numbers, they have been playing well, haven't they? And they've... They've been turning up to games and they've been in games right to the death and they've had some good wins recently. And uh, a few weeks ago, I think I'd have been dreading playing Saints. Probably most teams dread playing them at any time. But uh, tomorrow, I'm not saying Wakey will win, but I certainly think you know that it won't be any kind of a blowout. I think uh, you know I'm looking forward to it. I think they'll they'll give a good account of themselves. I think they I think they will. They've obviously got some key players missing. Tom Johnson again on the injured list. That's not as serious as we initially thought. He injured his knee or a knee against um, Wigan a couple of weeks ago. Last time out for Wakefield. That was only two games into his comeback from two months out with concussion. So he just has absolutely no luck at all. But no. there was a fear that he might have a microfracture and that would be his season done. He hasn't. He'll... Um, He'll be back hopefully within a couple of um, a couple of months. I mean, um, Chris Chester was saying best case scenario we could be back in four weeks. I think that's maybe a little bit optimistic, but um, certainly it's not as bad as first feared. So that's that's good. Um, Whitefield, I don't see why they can't give Saints a game. Saints might have an eye on Wembley. It's the last game before the Challenge Cup final. They are sending a strong squad, but. Um, you never know it's not a bad time to play them I think I think the week after Wembley is a better time but um, the week before is not the worst time to play them and, and if Wakey get the game right play like they have been doing in, in home matches recently certainly I, I think they have a chance it would be a shock if they can if they can beat Saints but um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't totally write it off um, the other game this weekend leads against Catalan 
that's um, that's another interesting one. Leeds chasing a fifth successive victory, but I think the schedule will prove too much for them in this game. They're playing a, a fairly well-rested Catalan side who are top of the table and they lost once this season. Um, and we all know what the fixtures have done to Leeds. It'll be their fourth game in 13 days. They played on Monday against Warrington and that wasn't certainly wasn't a pretty win. Um I've seen Leeds play a lot better in Super League, but I'd have to think long and hard to um, to come up with a, an occasion when they've played with more spirit and determination. The second half, Warrington were throwing everything at them and, and Leeds just refused to yield. Um, they conceded two tries after half-time. They both came in the last 10 minutes when Leeds were out on the feet and they only had 11 players, two players in the sim bit. So it was a, it was a, a massive effort by Leeds. But um, I remember at one stage in the second half, one of the players was receiving treatment and I looked around and there were five other players down on the hall and she's just, just completely out on the feet. And there were still 24 minutes to go at that stage. So um, I think that will have, a, will have an effect this week. I can see Leeds starting quite brightly, but you'd expect Catalans being in the form they're in and, and having had a full week to prepare I can see Catalans getting over the top of Leeds um, towards the end of the second half. But I, th- I think Leeds have, have turned the corner. They're playing some good stuff. They've still got injury problems. Um, the latest being the young centre, Jack Broadbent, who um, damaged some ankle ligaments against Warrington. And he's going to be out for the rest of the season, which is a real shame because he's been the find of the year so far. I've been in fantastic form. For Leeds, whether he's played at fullback, centre, or on on a wing, he's been really good. But um, he's gone for the year now. Another one on the long term injury list. But they're getting a few back. Luke Gale will play this week after suspension. Cameron Smith, who's not played for a couple of months, could come into contention. He had a hamstring injury, and then um, he got over that and was was pinged on the. Uh, the test and trace, so he had to miss, had to isolate for a few days, which wasn't ideal. Um, King Vuni Yayawa is back from concussion, and um, Richie Marler's been named in the squad as well, which would be a big lift if he can come back. He's missed a couple of games with a finger injury, so Leeds are getting some players back. They're playing some good football at the moment, the spirit's tremendous, and um, I think Leeds' pack is probably as good as anybody. In the league, there are some really positive signs for Leeds going forward, I think. But I, I just think Friday will be a game too far for them. Yes, I watched the game myself on uh, Monday evening. And as you say, the, the the spirit and determination of the Leeds side was absolutely superb. And how the players all really dug in and worked so hard for each other. And uh, I think as well... It, Last ten minutes, they'd won in the bin, hadn't they? In the last four minutes, the two in the bin, and uh, Warrington, as you say, were throwing everything at them. It would have been a real injustice if Warrington had got anything out of the game. I think uh, you know it'd have been really hard on Leeds that. And on the one hand, you couldn't have blamed them if they had caved in in the end, uh, given all the pressure they'd been under and the number of games they played. But then on the other, the way that they were determined not to give in, I thought. Brad Dwyer was excellent. He he said after the game that was his third full eighty on the spin. Yeah. He'd be asking yeah. for some more money. <laughs> and and a, a, another man who you've certainly written a lot about this year, Peter, but we haven't spoke too much about him on the podcast. 
Matt Pryor, who was, uh, I think you're calling the machine, and that's not far off. I didn't find the news of the world. Uh, you know, he was absolutely brilliant uh, again the other night. And was that his fourth game in 11 days or something? Uh, but yeah, he played. He's he, Cruz Leeming and um, Kolecki have all played an extra game because they played in the um, the mid-season international yeah. England against the Combined Nations All Stars. So they've had an even tougher workload. I think it'll be their um, I think it'll be their fifth game in 15 days on um, on Friday night, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, Prior's 34 is no spring chicken, but he's um, he's still getting himself up there and and out on the field and, and bashing people and um, and stealing the ball and, and hitting the ball up. And he's just been a fantastic signing for Leeds. Not one of the most well-known Aussies when he came over, but he's been as good a signing, I think, as Leeds have made from from overseas for, for quite some quite some time. Been terrific. And what's keeping him going, I've no idea. But, yeah, um, yeah been absolutely fantastic. And um, you'd have to give... Brad Dwyer's been great as well, and Mick Oledzki. You'd have to tip your hat, I think, to Cruz Leeming, who's filled in for um, Luke Gale at halfback and has been absolutely outstanding. Really, I think Leeds have obviously had a problem in the halves this year. They've, at times, they've had both halves out um, for most of the season. I think Friday will be the first time if they're both selected, that um, Luke Gale and Rob Lewis have played together. And Leeds have struggled to find out who their backup half is, but I think we've discovered that now in uh, in Cruz Leeming. He's been, he's been tremendous. Um, and I just think it, it's just such a, a big effort to play so many games in such a short space of time. And to do... To do it at such a high level is, is really impressive. It's not just Leeds. Other teams have, have had... I think Leeds' schedule's probably been more crowded than others, but the teams have been playing two, three times in a week. And the, the modern game just isn't made for that. The players are too big. The speed's too high. The collisions are too ferocious. Yeah. Um, and it, it takes its toll. Um, we've got a World Cup coming up at the end of the year, and I don't think this is good preparation for it, but that's, that's a separate issue. Um, you've, you've got to admire the way the players are going out and, um, and performing, though, I think. Yeah, certainly. I think we spoke last week or the week before uh, regarding the crazy schedules and the fact that it wasn't so long ago that two games in three or four days at Easter was viewed as an absolute no-no, but was basically done because they got good crowds and it was something the fans wanted, You know, going right back in the traditions of the game to see their team play on Good Friday and Easter Monday. Um, or Easter Tuesday, um, but now you know five games in fifteen days really is is beyond comprehension in just in most sports, isn't it? Let alone one as physical and as demanding as uh, rugby league, modern rugby league, where the players are so big and smashing into each other, and as we've discussed in the past, all the various impact injuries and other risks that they they've faced with playing one game a week, let alone three and four and uh, you know a sober reminder really of of what the players do put themselves through yes they're paid for it but again they're not multi-millionaires these guys are they they're just yeah they're rewarded well in relation to a lot of jobs but perhaps not in a sporting sense uh, financially should i say Uh, but you know i thought tremendous effort from leeds and i say prior in particular who 
I've not actually seen him in the flesh. I've seen him on TV and photographs of him, but he, he looks a bit more of an old school forward in that he doesn't look hugely bulky. Um, you know, he, he looks a bit like a traditional old style forward or even a three quarter, doesn't he? He's, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but he, he doesn't. You know, when you look at some of the really big sort of men mountains now that we have in the game, both in the forwards and the backs, um, Matt Pryor looks a bit of a throwback and uh, you know all power to him as I say you know I was really you know I deliberately looked out for him the other night having um, seen and read what you've been saying about him this season I thought you know try and concentrate on him for a while and he's just never say die you know taking the ball in and getting back and defending just a, a bit of everything and as you say although he's perhaps one of the least known and least unsung players when he came over to Leeds I've, Everybody certainly knows about him now, and I'm, I'm sure that he was chatting last week, wasn't he, saying he was hoping to stay on at the club for another year. I think the contract talks are still ongoing, but I'm sure everybody on the terraces at Leeds will certainly be hoping he can go around for another year. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. He's um, very popular in the camp. He's low maintenance, is what the coach Richard Agar says about him. He just rocks up and, rocks up and plays. He's very laid back. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's been a terrific... Um, Terrific signing for Leeds. Um, I think we need to mention, obviously, the the other game now patched this weekend, which is um, a big one for Castleford. Their return to action against Salford, hopefully, COVID um, permitting. These two clubs have obviously had matches called off yeah. recently, so Castleford couldn't raise a team's place in Allen's and and penalised a twenty-four nil defeat. And then the following week, Salford couldn't raise a team to. Um, Sorry, it wasn't Salford, was it? It was um, Huddersfield. I apologise. Huddersfield couldn't raise a team to play um, to play Cass, so Cass got a twenty-four win, no win back. Um, they're due to play Salford this week. Salford obviously coming off um, a COVID break. They've been low on troops, but as far as I understand it, at the moment it looks like the game will go ahead, and Cass will want it to because it's their last game before Wembley in the game against the cup final against Saints, and I don't think they'd want to go and into that without having had a game under the belt. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what um, Daryl Powell does with his team. I think he'll, he'll probably not be at full strength. I would think there might be one or two fringe players in there, but he'll want to get some rugby into some people who've not played very often recently. Yeah. Um, the game before Wembley, though, it's all about getting through injury-free Really, I think that'll be um, Darrell Powell's priority. They've not had a lot of luck with injuries this year, Castleford. And um, I think more than the result, they'll be hoping to um, to just get through it with everybody fit and healthy and, and so he can pick from the strongest possible squad for uh, the cup final a week, on, um, a week on Saturday. Yes, indeed. As we've mentioned many times on here, Castleford are Peter's tip to win the Challenge Cup and they've got there but they're just to finish the job now but I, I agree you know they, they've got to play some kind of game even if they bob down to Lock Lane or somewhere for a warm up <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't think they'll be doing that but, um, but yeah they certainly they need some rugby under the, under yeah. the belt there's a few players who need to prove the fitness and and um, it's not going to be ideal going to, into Wembley with no rugby under your, under your belt but um We'll have to see what happens. As far as I know, the game is on, but I'd, I'd and I'd expect Dal to, to pick a, a relatively strong side, but maybe not as strong as he would have done if they'd played Huddersfield um, 
on Tuesday when that was scheduled to take place. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Uh, as Peter intimated earlier in the programme, uh, we've had quite a few issues ourselves in terms of the COVID, in terms of when we've recorded a programme and then games have fallen by the wayside or um, we found out afterwards, you know, that games aren't being played or, and so on. Um, just an observation really for our listeners that uh, we don't always know, you know, these things just come out all of a sudden, don't they? And we suddenly find a game that we may have chatted about or whatever is all of a sudden is off. Um, and again, as we've said many times, this is one of the problems the game and society in general are facing with regard to COVID and the impact it's still having on the game and society. Um, but hopefully our three games will go ahead this weekend and people can get out and see their teams, albeit with the, still with the restricted crowd numbers um, and maybe get to a game and hopefully Cass can get a game under their belt before Wembley. I think, as you say, it's pretty crucial that that happens. So I think there, Peter, we'll, we'll leave it there for this week now. Uh, thanks for joining us on location this week. Very much appreciated. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again soon. And uh, obviously next week we'll be looking to build up Cass's visit to Wembley and also look back on how Leeds and Wakefield have got on this week. And uh, my usual weekly reminder, you can get all the latest uh, Rugby League news from Peter's Twitter account, at PetersmithYEP, my own, at Richard Byron, YEP, and the Sports Desk guns, at YP Sport, and at YEP Sports Desk. In addition, you can get this podcast on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google, and other platforms, as well as on our website, yorkshireeveningpost.co.uk, where it's generally... As a standalone story and also attached to other rugby league stories. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for Peter for all his comments and we'll be back again soon. Mm-hmm.